Welcome to another episode of Not Your Normal Social Emotional Learning Podcast. My name is Nini White, and I am so glad you're back. This episode's topic is, it's deeply personal for me because it is about love. And since you're most likely a teacher, and I was a teacher for 20 plus years, I think, and hopefully you think, that love is actually central to what we do and who we are with our students. Um, I hope you agree, but if you don't, or if you're on the fence about bringing love into the classroom, I hope you'll keep listening. This won't take long. First, I want to tell you a quick story. I was born and raised in California, and to make me even more of a Californian, after my parents divorced when I was a young kid, uh, I spent half of my time in the San Francisco Bay Area with my father and the other half of my time in Los Angeles area with my mother. My California roots go even deeper. I am a fifth generation Californian and my two sons are sixth generation Californians. All that to say, when a great career opportunity presented itself for my husband, we moved our family to a small town in the Midwest. And talk about culture shock. I am not proud to tell you how obnoxiously proud I was of my heritage, my upbringing, and my ever-so-cool roots. I don't think I was overt about my pride of origin when I shopped for groceries or perused stores for my children's needs, but people were almost hostile to me. Why? I smiled. I asked how clerks were and answered with a friendly tone when they asked how I was. It was weird. After a couple of weeks of living in my new surroundings, uh, actually the unfriendliness was really getting to me. Didn't these people get how cool I was? How much I had my bleep together? (laughs) Then one day, after yet another icy and incredibly unsatisfying interaction, a fresh thought popped into my mind. Don't you love it when those fresh thoughts happen? What if I changed my mindset? What if I wasn't so full of myself and my self-proclaimed California ultra-coolness the next time I walked into a store? What if I opened my mind and heart to the possibility, you know, just for starters, the possibility that the people who lived in this small Midwest town all their lives were just as valuable and interesting and worthwhile and lovable as I was so sure that I was. I thought, well, maybe. I mean, how could it hurt to experiment with that concept? Like next time I was walking around or going into stores, you know, interacting in their town. I wasn't going to say anything because what could I say? Uh, Could I say, hi, I'm not going to be all full of myself anymore. Instead, I'm experimenting with this concept that you might be just as valuable and interesting and lovable as any other person from any other place. Um, uh, No, no, wasn't going to say that. No, that wouldn't have been a good idea. But I was going to own that concept, mainly because Um, I couldn't really come up with a logical reason why that fresh concept wouldn't be true. So, bottom line, everything changed. Yeah, no, I mean it. 
every action, every interaction, every. To this day, it blows my mind. That experience taught me that we are all mind readers. You're a mind reader. I am a mind reader. And our students are mind readers. Oh, yes, very, very definitely our students are mind readers. So when I brought that mindset of acknowledging that each of my students was valuable, interesting, and a person worthy of love, no matter how unlovable he or she might sometimes have acted, my classes ran so much more smoothly. Not because I told the kids that I thought they were valuable, interesting, worthy of love and respect, but because that was the ground zero from which I train myself to teach and interact with them. Even when I had to lay down the law, even when I gave them tough assignments, even when I entrusted them with projects that required a lot of their independence and self-motivation, over and over again, their mind-reading skills served them and all of us incredibly and constructively well. So what's my point? Well, I'm still trying to work out the details so that I can really clearly explain how all this works on the inside so that the impact can be seen on the outside. But an important and immeasurably practical piece of all this is that we need to, we get to explore and discover what love looks like when it's put into action within our classroom interactions. For me, love looks and feels a lot like respect. And for me, love looks and feels a lot like trust, genuinely trusting that the best within our students actually wants to express itself, even though their best sometimes can't actually be expressed without our respectful facilitation skills, which really must be rooted in our love and our mutual respect, which sometimes we all know takes patience. When I failed at all this love stuff, and I did and still do, it hurt, it hurts, but I learned and I continue to learn how to fail a little bit less each time. I keep learning because I keep trying to pay attention to the signals, if you will, the signals that the mind readers around me are picking up from me. I hope that makes sense. I hope it rings true. I would so much love it if you'd share your thoughts, your successes, and your challenges around this topic of bringing love into the classroom. Really, I would just love to know what's going on for you. Until then, um, thanks for your attention. Thanks for being here. Until next time. Bye.